What it do, baby? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 14 of the Old Head and the Youngin Podcast. Appreciate y'all for tuning in today. Hopefully we're going to help y'all get through the rest of your work week. So, um, let me start off with this. Uh, NBA season has already been very interesting. Um, my Clippers fell short last night against the Sixers. So, I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm actually not that upset. Because, A, I just don't know. Exactly. The Sixers are a very good team. I know Blanca clapping, if he hears that. Uh, Especially hearing me admit it, because they just beat us. Um, But it's like, problem is, my expectation for the Clippers has gone down so much. (laughs) Just due to, like, injuries, them playing it a little too safe with Kawhi. PG and Joan Wall. So it's like, I just don't have any expectations anymore. They still ain't letting PG play? No, like, he came back last night. Oh, but damn. we fell short because the chemistry is just not built. But, um, what do you mean? Y'all's team is basically the same team. I agree. Last year. I agree. Like, they, John Wall is like, exactly. I agree. So I don't get what the problem is. And they ain't even playing John Wall like that. No, he ain't. Yeah, but he coming off the bench, though. He ain't starting. Uh, that's because they didn't want to take a spot from Reggie when they're in there. Again, you coming off the bench, though. Nah, I, I mean... It's like... I mean, from what I know, they're staggering their minutes, basically. So they're playing the same amount of minutes, but John Wall's just leading that second unit. Again, you coming off the bench. So what would you do? What would you do? I'm just saying, chemistry-wise... He's playing with the second unit. That first unit should be good. I agree. All of them niggas been on that team now for I like agree. the last three, four years. I agree. It's like, what are you doing? And the whole thing with the Kawhi and PG, man, come on, man. Exactly. I'm like, too. It's like, 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 niggas play. Exactly. Because like, people were saying, like, oh, no. Uh, well, Kawhi was like, he was mad. Oh, yeah. Everybody was, wanted to play. Yeah, everybody was, was asking mad. me, like, oh, Kawhi just doesn't want to play, huh? And I'm like, no, he wants to play. Oh, Kawhi been chomping at the bed. Yeah, like, he, he finally called him out saying, like, bro, like, why am I here then? Like, you're not going to let me yeah, play. You're not going to let me play. I, mean, I agree. I'm like, man, yeah, so I'm glad, like, he, he finally took the stand and was like, no, bro, I'm going to play. I mean, like, Paul George, I'll, I'll let that slide because he was actually hurt. Yeah, PG was injured. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. And John Wall sure. just got hurt too. So again, like, uh, it was like a like a spring from what I heard. Yeah, so he's being evaluated. I know. I think they said he's gonna miss two weeks. So oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, but um, you know, the main conversation I did want to ask you because honestly, I've got even surprised. Yeah, that John Wall got hurt. Because John Wall sat on the shelf for like a year. Exactly. So it's kind of expensive. He ain't even really, you know. So there was one question I did want to ask you because for the viewers that don't know, um, Eddie, you you played basketball at a pretty high level when you were younger. Yeah. With AAU, obviously. And then arguably, you probably would have went to college and been pretty successful. Sure. Yeah. I think I think I would have. Yeah. 
So, do because this is a question that's came up a lot recently, and I noticed it uh, because just a little backstory. I was having a conversation with some homies about, um, you know, who is, you know, top point guards in the league right now. And I threw out there, because it, it's no surprise, I've been talking about him a lot. Uh, I said, I think Tyrese Halliburton is a better pure point guard than John Morant. And my boy got super mad at me. Because he's a pure point guard? I think so. Yeah, but my boy got super mad at me because he's a John Morant stand. John, Mor- John Morant is more like an Allen Iverson. Exactly. He's, he's like a combo guard. Yeah, he, he can play one or two. But the but the problem was, like, I told him, well, I'm going off stats that you need to look at when you're considering somebody as a, a pure point guard. I mean, honestly, we and also that, like the Grizzlies play just as good without exactly. Them. And I brought that point up to him. Uh, what uh, VORP, correct? Is that the stat? Value over replacement. Yeah, I brought that stat up to him. It got proven last year that the Grizzlies don't need him on the court. They can play perfectly fine and win games without him. Versus the Pacers hardly win when they don't have uh, Tyrese. So. Yeah, because they ain't got no one else. Exactly. Like, Buddy Hill is probably their next best player. And that's now, probably the big man. Oh, Miles Turner? Yeah, Miles Turner probably. Yeah. Second, second yeah, that's, that's fair. But. And he won. He tried um, to leave anyway. So yeah. Like, he's winning right. to the Clippers, too. You think so? Uh, yeah, they said they're in talks. But, um. You think going to trade for him? Uh. I've seen the best package we could do is Luke Kennard and Amir Coffey for some picks. Okay. Yeah, they get they get good for that. Yeah, but so let me ask you this because Kennard is clutch for y'all. Uh, problem is we have plenty Norman Powell we have in now, and he's just as good of a scorer. Yeah, you're right. He's actually better oh, defensively Kennard. too. He's a better all around player mm-hmm. than Kennard. So yeah. But uh, well, let me ask you this question. Because obviously I could tell my boy was just getting so like infatuated with this John Morant highlight. Do you think like highlights are kind of killing the game of basketball? No, I mean why would they? They've well, in terms of there. like people are going so much off of highlights that they don't see the entire game for what it actually is when we compare these players. I think that's I mean, a better I, way to word that question. I mean, I do. I think that that a player's highlights uh, sort of kind of dictate what they're capable of, or not so much as what they're capable of, but it's like, does it have people fooled to the point where it's like, oh, they do this every night? Yes. Yeah, I do believe that for sure. Because I mean, you look at some of these guys' highlight tape, and it's just like, damn. Well, man, it, it's crazy. like how. I always say I get tired of this whole Devin Booker is better than Paul George. I'm like, bro, like, no, we not. I don't think so either. Like, yes, like you watch highlights of the game, yeah, you see, uh, you know, Devin Booker, he, he makes some incredible shots, but when he wants to, yeah, when he's act, when he can actually turn it on. But let's look at the entire game, like. He so, don't play defense. Exactly. He sags a lot on I mean, he, he, he's gotten better. Oh, yeah. He has to, though. Year or so, but, yeah. I mean, he's still not an elite defender. 
versus Paul George. Like, my only gripe with Paul George is, let me tell you, that nigga always looks like he's trying to play street ball. <laughs> and it's annoying at times. What do you mean? Like, he just be trying to be too flashy sometimes with his crossovers. I'm like, bro, just get to the cup. You were almost seven foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he's always had that in his game. I know, I know. But there's times of like, we don't need that, bro. Just, I mean, it just looks a little different now because he's a little older and yeah. he's slower now. Mm-hmm. He's not, it's not quite the same as his Indiana days. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, if you look at the way he played when he was PG-24, Versus PG thirteen. Oh yeah, PG twenty four. PG twenty four was more athletic. Yeah, but PG thirteen I think was better. Yeah, fundamentally, like, like overall, mm-hmm. I think he was better. Oh yeah, because he couldn't rely on the athleticism anymore. Well, well, I mean, like he still has it, but like the the leg break didn't really kill his athleticism. Yeah, it killed his mentality. Because for a while he played scared, so it was like he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't really want to like explode or do anything that was you know kind of reckless because he was scared you know that he would fuck up his leg again. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, nowadays when he plays in his games, he shows off his athleticism and spurts. It's like he'll you know. Yeah, but that's a good quality that he that he knows like when to turn it on. And, oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. When he can get away with it and when he can't. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if you caught any of the games last night. Um, specifically Nuggets Portland. Mm-mm. Boy, let me tell you, Dame and Joker were going at it. <laughs> Not surprised. But um, this MVP talk. I'm sorry, but if Joker keeps up what he's doing, I think he wins three P. I, I think he might, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, and it's like, don't get it twisted. Like, it, don't get it twisted. I, I love Joker. I, I, I am a big fan of Joker. Do I want to see a three P? Not necessarily, but at the uh, same time, you sound like a hater. Sounded like a hater, Matt. No, 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 like at the same I'm time, just, though, <laughs> like if he deserves it, he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not against it. I mean, he he plays a lot, and he does. He plays a lot of minutes, and he, mm-hmm. he's he's basically the point center. Exactly. And it's just like everything on the team runs through him. Yeah. So, man, on top of that, thirty-two point triple double, I think it was last night. Like, um. I don't know. Like the only two I would really even say are right up there with him are Giannis, obviously, uh, Jason Tatum. I'll throw Luca in there. Of course, Luca. Luca is going to be in the conversation. Yeah, but I, yeah, like it's basically Joker's to lose at this point. But other than mm-hmm. that, season so far it's been interesting. So you don't, you don't, you don't. Uh... You, you you wouldn't put your boy Big D Book on MVP talk? He's funny. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, hey, look, hey, nah. look, y'all. Eddie, a comedian today. I mean, honestly, I like I, my my pick for for uh, well, my pick for MVP until he went down was KD. Yeah, I th- I thought KD had a good shot of getting it until he got injured. 
And I'm just like, damn, bro, like, you was on a tear before you beat him down. Well, I'm, I think that KD had, had a pretty good chance of getting it this year. Mm-hmm. Especially if the Nets would have finished number one in the East this year. Oh, it would have been, it would have been almost a for sure thing that he would have got it. Because they weren't going to give it to Kyrie. Not after all of his shenanigans. That nigga ain't getting no MVP. But it's been interesting. I mean, my bulls suck again. So, <laughs> you know. I, I've been hearing uh, Lakers are trying to get Zach Levine, but I'm not surprised the Lakers try to get everybody. Yeah, yeah, the Bulls, the Bulls is looking. I've been hearing that they might, they might uh tear it down. What? I'm like, I, I think it's kind of dumb that they would tear it down now after they just gave this man a two hundred plus million dollar max contract. I'm like, why would you tear it down now? It's just like you didn't already paid him, you know. Might as well just keep running it. I mean, at least give him a shot to play healthy. Because, exactly. I mean, they've been, you know, they're, they're injury depleted basically all season so far. They don't have Lonzo. Zach's been in and out of the lineup. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, been. Probably DeMar has been the only mainstay. Yeah. DeMar has been the only one that's been solid. They're, they're talking about they may trade him. I don't really get it, bro. Because it's not because the system it was what they're trying to run isn't working. Because they don't have they. It's not because of the players. Well, it is, but it's not. It's not because they're trash players. I mean, Vucevic has declined oh, yeah. since leaving Orlando. Yeah. He's kind of falling off a little majorly. But the personnel isn't there. It's like you can't depend on a guy like Demar Derozan in a league that is very perimeter based. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have a perimeter game. I mean, can he shoot threes? Yeah, occasionally. And, you know, he'll. But he, let's be right. He's, he's a mid range, range guy, mid range assassin, bro. <laughs> a mid range guy. So I'm like, it, it, Zach Levine is a very streaky shooter, but he can. But do. he can he can knock down threes, but. I mean, you had Lonzo Ball, who he had, shit, he was damn near led the league in three-point percentage. He was, like, in the top five. That is crazy to think, too. I remember yeah. him first coming in, like, he needed to fix that shot. Oh, boy, yeah. When he came, when he first got drafted, it was like, man, this dude can't shoot for shit. But it was weird, though, because when he was in college, like, he was knocking down threes crazy. I when think he was it was just college. due to, like, the size of the court, though. It wasn't that, well, not really, because if you really look at it, it wasn't that his shot was coming up short. I mean, he just wasn't making it in the league. Yeah. I mean, it was getting there. It just wasn't going in. Mm. He would have, like, every once in a while, though, he would have a game where he would just go crazy. Like, I think it was his, I want to say it was his rookie year where he played against the Suns, and he dropped, like, 30-something and... I think he had a tri- he had like a thirty a thirty point triple double or something like that. He dropped like thirty six, yeah. and he had double digit uh assists and rebounds, and it was just kind of like okay, you had this crazy game, but then it's just like you were shit before, and then after you went right back to shit. Then he went to uh, New Orleans and. I mean, Van Gundy just didn't know how to use Exactly. It. You know, he kept... Like, that wasn't you know, even his fault over there. No, it bro. wasn't. They they basically tried to turn him into a, a, a corner, run and stand in the corner and shoot the three type of player. And that's not, like, 
what he does. Oh. You know, when he went to Chicago, they gave him the keys to the kingdom and they let him run. They, hey, we're going to let you start the point and we just want you to do what you do. And he did very well. Mm-hmm. He was a great floor general, great facilitator. And then it's like when he was a tra- he would come in, throw the ball up, sweep pass, transition. He'd stop and pop from three. And, I mean, he was shooting like 40%. You know, maybe a little more than that, but he was shooting really well from three the last couple of years. And I'm just like, man, he he just can't stay healthy, man. And I think that a big reason of that is just looking at his um looking at his early years. Yeah. Like he's been playing basketball and working out consistently since he was like twelve. And I mean they had him doing some wild ass workouts as a kid. So he when he came in the league, he already had a lot of miles yeah. on his legs already. And I mean, that and them shoes didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> them big baller brand oh. shoes were terrible. And I mean Boy. He, they, they, them, them shoes I think really contributed to his health. Yeah. Cause I mean he used to tear his damn ankles up in them shoes. Like he was always messing up his ankles. His knees, and I mean, it, when he went back to Nike, it was I think the damage was already done. Yeah, I don't know, man. He, he I hope he comes back. I, oh I, yeah, I hope I'm definitely wishing well because he is he's talented, man. Well, did you see what happened with that shit? Oh no. Nah. Well, like, cause it, he had a meniscus. Oh right? yeah. And they were like, oh okay, it's minor. So. They oh yeah, surgery, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they fucked the surgery up. So then he had to have another surgery, and that's why he's still out now because he had to have a second surgery. And I'm just like, man, like I feel bad for the kid. And I'm just like, man, you just can't win for losing. So hopefully he comes back before the end of the season, because right now, I mean, we're our playoff hopes are south, boy. Like we. <laughs> oh, speaking of playoffs, you know. Good time to transition. Um, here we go again. Niners versus Cowboys. The ultimate football rivalry. Look, man. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty clear to say me and you aren't really football guys, but you know, which we both are Niner fans. Um, uh, where do I start? Well, it, let's talk about uh, you know, Mister. You know what, now, Mr. Relevant now, (laughs) Brock Purdy. You know, let me just say this. Uh, You know, I'm glad to see somebody from AZ feeling it like he has, especially in the circumstance he got put in. And he's definitely exceeded expectations. Sure. Now, my biggest worry with him is, can he keep his composure? Because, A... He's never faced the Cowboys. Uh, so, I think that might ring... Well, I shouldn't say that because he didn't face any of these teams ever. Yeah. But still, it, it's like just a rivalry like that. I mean, yeah, you could say Seattle is a big rival for us, but there's some history with uh, us versus the Cowboys. Oh, 100%. The fact that he's going to be dealing with... Um, Fans and just like history, <laughs> like 
rivalry history, yeah, that might be a little tough for him to deal with, but yeah, I think he'll be alright. Yeah, I, I think he'll be okay now. Speaking on your history, man, that's that's like I said in the beginning, of the ultimate football rivalry. Right, I've already said if I remember look, as, a, as a young kid. Let, let me just say shit. this now. If the Cowboys somehow make it to the Super Bowl, because keep in mind, Super Bowl is out here in Arizona this year. I can't be anywhere near the stadium because I might end up in jail. Those fans know how to piss you off. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I have a lot. Even growing up, I had a lot of friends that were Cowboys. Oh, same, fans. same. A lot of friends that were Cowboys. I'm just like, I always, I've as far back as I can remember, I have always just detested the Cowboys. Exactly, and I'm just like, ugh. And then, I mean, it—the only ones I had, I would say that I know pretty well now. Um, shout out to you, Mark, Mister Lytle. <laughs> He's a cowboy fan, and I'm just like this nigga. I always forget about it until he start talking about it, and I'm like, oh nigga, I forgot you a cowboy. Like most fan. of my homies that are Cowboys fans, like. They're like the Cowboys fans I actually feel bad for because it's the other ones that make me not like them. Like, that's the best way I can put it. Because I, like, the, my earliest memories of it was, um, I'd say probably like in the mid-90s, watching um, uh, Young and Rice play against uh, Aitman and, uh, and uh, Smith and Irvin and all of them guys. And I had this friend that lived on my block, uh, this white kid, uh, Billy Sheridan. He was like the ultimate cowboy fan. And he, me and him used to always talk shit to each other during football season because we all we already knew what was going to go down. And uh, I remember the one year they both they made it to the uh, Super Bowl against each other. And I'm just like, well, they made it to the Super Bowl, I think it was a couple times. Because I know we won one of them, and then I think the other one we lost. But he was in the Super Bowl. Well, I can't. We played. Then I think we played against them in the Super Bowl one year. Oh, I can't because it, it, or it was either the Super Bowl or playoffs because they're both in the NFC. Don't played against each other in the Super Bowl back then. But I remember like uh, it was like a big game. It might have been the game before the Super Bowl. And it was like he at school was talking. Well, we were in like third or fourth grade. He's just ended this. <sighs> uh, uh, and I'm just like, bro, like, shut up, nigga. Like, you, I'm bro, just like, so like it, it's like, problem is, it's like, with him, it's like, this year's the year. Are we going to the Super Bowl? This oh, he, bro, said he said it every that season. Last year. It was like every year. He's Look like, oh, you know, we about, to, we about to win the Super Bowl. We about to win the Super Bowl. We about, but you got to give it to them. Though in the nineties, they had a, they were a powerhouse. Oh yeah, the they, were. they like, were. They, they were. But they're they too stuck there. That's the problem. Yeah, people always harken back to that. Well, here, here's a new point. I remember when I was a kid, like cat that was a Cowboys fan. He's like, "You going to the Super Bowl?" I'm like, "Bro, you guys have a losing record, and you're like third in your division. You're not making it. You're not making it to playoffs." But I mean, you gotta think too, though. Like, uh, like we had some pretty dark years. 
Oh yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we did. After Young got forced into retirement and then Jerry Jerry left, it was like we we had like a couple of good runs with uh uh, Garrison Hurst, but we were never that top contender like we were before. You know, we we didn't really start to get good again until um until Kaepernick really. Yeah, well, you could say Alex Smith. Well, yeah, but. We weren't Super Bowl hopefuls. Yeah, yeah. Like with Kaepernick, when he was playing, that team they had then was like, they could actually get a, a ring if they put their shit together right. You know what I mean? It was, you know, it was, uh, we, we had some dark years. Yeah, we we, did. <laughs> we were never like the Cowboy fan. Uh, honestly, you always have to have dark years, sadly. I guess we're coming to the territory, but... Uh, I will say, I definitely fully believe we're going to beat them. Oh, no. Because our team is just way better, sadly. I mean, it's like, they thought about, they can beat us. And I'm like, bro, like, if you stop Debo, you got to worry about Ayuk. If you stop both Davies, you got to worry about Kittle. If you stop him, you got to worry about Chris McCaffrey. So it's like, good luck. Right. Like, <laughs> Oh, you like there? I don't see a way they can really beat that team because I mean, number one defense, like too many offensive weapons. It's like, bro, it's a wrap. The only way they win is if Brock Purdy just throws pick after pick after pick. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I won't say that it's, it's impossible. Oh yeah, if he could shit the bed. Exactly, he could. I don't think that it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. But who knows? All I know is uh, Super Bowl weekend about to be way out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, uh, because I definitely wouldn't feel that without saying something. Farrakhan! What's up, man? Uh, you want that half and half Deion Sanders jersey? That half Cowboys, half Niners jersey? What's up? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I question if you're really a Cowboys fan. <laughs> you're talking about the 49ers a little too much at times. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you, man. Shout out our homie Farrakhan, which he actually did uh, inspire this topic because we were having a discussion about it. Um, there are some issues with black owned businesses. I can speak on this myself with me owning my uh, detailing business. Uh, Details by Mac. Go give me a follow if you could. Hit me up if you need anything. <laughs> Shameless plug. Oh, hey, look. Hey, look, look, look. Don't hate. You gotta market somehow, right? <laughs> don't, don't even get me started on that. What? We gonna get to you, <laughs> but um. So, uh, he had sent us a TikTok, you know, about some people complaining about black-owned businesses, you know, not really executing very well when it comes to like what was it, uh, customer service and such and such. Yeah. Now. I had made a point, yes, this this is something a lot B 
do struggle with. It, and it's not even black owned businesses. It's just some small businesses just don't have great customer service. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, man. like it, it's one of those things I try to excel at as best as I possibly can. And I would say I'm doing fairly good at it. You know, typically, if somebody has an issue with, you know, a service that I've done, I'm typically always right on top of it, you know, trying to, you know, correct any problems they may have or, you know, asking or answering questions that they may have. It's something that I pride myself in doing well, but let, let me ask you, have you encountered some that aren't really good with customer service? You did what small business in general or like black owned business? Well, both. Uh, sure, one hundred percent. Like, like you said, I mean that's that's like a especially with like smaller businesses. I mean, yeah, that's that's a, that's very common. Right. For them to have like poor community service, not community service, but customer service. Customer service. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like they they see you know like say we got like a little store, we walk in, it's like they'll be on their phone. They don't be paying you no mind. You ask questions about something, they get an attitude. And oh, it's yeah. kind of like, damn, bro. Like, I'm just, yeah. I mean, I'm shopping in your store. Like, you, exactly. You, I'm trying to like, give trying you to my give you, money. Right. I'm trying to give you bread. And you being an asshole, I'm just like, that ain't cool. Bro. Yeah. That's, that's normal. Well, that's on, top, on top of that, too, like, one thing I will say, like, on the consumer's end, one problem I have with consumers is, you know, like, they claim they want to support black businesses, and they don't. Like, that's something I've always had an issue with. Like, I was uh, talking with somebody, and I said, aside from, like, family and close friends, I don't think I've ever had a black customer. And it, yeah, and it's not me hating on some people just might not know about my business. That's perfectly fine. It takes time to build business. But it's like when I literally tell you about my business or it's like you guys ask around like, oh, like send me some black owned businesses and all that. I want to support them. And then you don't do it. And this isn't even me just speaking for myself. That's speaking for all in general. Like that's where I have a problem with. Because it just kind of comes off as hypocritical, you feel me? Yeah, I get you. I mean, like, I think it's, uh, speaking on that, like, uh, take the homie, uh, the homie Devin over at Side Collective. Shout out to Side Collective. Yes, sir. He, 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 he does good work, you know? I mean, I, myself, own quite a few pairs yeah, of his shame. shoes. And, um, he, he put out a, um, uh, a boot. You saw the boots. Oh, yeah. The butters. Yeah, he put the butters and he got the black joints out. And it's like people gave, were like talking all this craziness about it, talking about some, oh, you know, it ain't the same thing as, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, he didn't do it to be like a 10. I mean, yeah, he took like he, inspiration. Yeah, but he put his own twist. But he put it. his own thing on it, which he does. And also, there is no law that's saying he's like stealing anything he's not. because it, he, look, it looks different well not even just that though like he gave you all the facts like there's no patent to a 10 why do you think like you there's see like so 100 many, million boots exactly. made exactly the same way 
just the logo on But even the then, screen. even then, he still couldn't get in trouble because he changed something up. Sure. You know, it's a, the, the, the patent for that Timberland boot is a working patent. Exactly. So it's like basically all work boots. But then you get people hating on him talking about, oh, Kyrie shouldn't sign to him, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, that's the thing, but that's the thing. Like I was saying, they was they hating on the boots, talking shit. They hate, like you said, about the Kyrie thing. And the funny part about it is that everybody hating on him and talking shit about it is is black people. Exactly. And I'm just like, damn, bro. Like this dude has got his own business, black owned, doing his thing, independent. Like his shoes literally sell out. He's doing right, doing very well for himself. And it's like. All of the people shitting on him is black people. Oh yeah, like some people say, like no, he he kind of comes off as a dick. I I mean, okay. I mean, he does kind of, but it's like I guess it's like for me growing up on the East Coast, exactly. It's like I, that swag and that that attitude. That, that East he Coast has, aggressiveness, <laughs> right? That, that shit is normal. It's like exactly. everybody. Well, plus also, it's like when you be in the comments and you see people asking him dumb questions that he's answered multiple times. Yeah, I'd be a little irritated too. Because one thing I will say about uh, Devlin, he's very transparent. He's very transparent and he's very blunt and straight to the point. Yeah. It's like he tell you what's going to go down. And it's like if you deviate from that and, and ask stupid questions, he gives you stupid answers. Exactly. Like at him doing pre-orders. Like I've said multiple times, pre-orders on shoes is arguably one of the best things you could possibly do. Because it's like, I said, if Nike did it, but they charged like a hundred bucks extra, I'd be perfectly fine with it. Because at least I know I'm getting the shoe. A hundred extra then? I'm just speaking it like a big it. I do it. That's me. I don't know about a hundred extra. I'm just saying that's me. Jordan would be 300. You bugger. I'm not paying 300. But then you're going to sit here and complain, I can't get it. I got these resellers are killing the game. I can't get these shoes whenever I want to get them. But yeah, you had a chance to get them for retail, a hundred bucks extra as a pre-order. Well, it depends on what the shoe is. That's I'm, that's I'm, I'm not gonna pay three hundred dollars for just anything. I'm just speaking in general terms. But like, say they came back out with. The same like 2015 Chicago's, and you're like, oh, I want to double up, but it's a pre-order. You wouldn't do it. I didn't say I wouldn't do I'm, it. I'm just saying. I'm no, just I saying. Mean, I, yeah, I mean, depending on what it is. Okay. I would a pre. I don't. Well, most I, like I don't care about doing pre. Like I've done pre. Yeah, we've done it with with Side so, Collective. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about doing that. Like, if I really want it, then I'll do it. Yeah, that. yeah. Now, for every shoe, no, I'm not going to do it. But for certain ones that I want, sure. I mean, if they, if they if Nike did it like how, how Devlin does it, and it was the, the shoe was the same price, if you hit the drop or you do the pre-order, it's the same price, then they, they have no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. But the thing with Nike is, is Nike, Nike wants to only make what they want to make. So... If they're looking at, say, whatever demographic and whatever 
there's looking at it, man, there, there's graphs of saying that X amount of people are going to buy these shoes, you know, estimated. Then they're going to be like, okay, well, it's saying that we're getting a track of, say, 1.5 million people. Oh, yeah. So they're going to be like, well, you know what? We, we're going to make, we're going to make a million pairs. And that's it. That's fair. Now, if they did a fucking pre-order for 2015 Chicago ones, there would be a hell of a lot more than a million people <laughs> that would do that pre-order. Especially now, because Jordan ones is like the wave still, which is kind of shocking that it still is, but it is. They, yeah. They would be. They would have to make way more than a million pairs of shoes, and it's just like they're not gonna make. Oh, they, you know what? You know they don't want to do that. Another another point I wanted to bring up. You know, in terms of black-owned businesses, consumers per se. Well, one thing I hate is you'll get you know black folks. They they want to uh, you know use your service and buy something from you. But straight out the gate, they come asking for a discount. And I'm very critical on this, regardless of black owned, like all businesses, all small businesses. For, for one, I'm going to keep it a buck. I think it's kind of a dick move to ask a small business for a discount. Uh, like straight out the gate. Yeah. And you've never bought anything. Like, uh, it's a little bit. Like, bro, like, I get it, you know, goal for everybody is to try and get stuff as cheap as they can. I'm not knocking that. But it's like, you come up to me, you've never used my service one time. Right. Hey, you've never even shouted me out. You just found out about me. Right. And you asking, like, hey, man, like, did you know, hook me up? Like, bro, I don't know you. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, regardless, like, personally, I just don't think you should ask small businesses for discounts. Well, if they give them to you, sure. Yeah, I mean, I could agree. It, well, it, 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 well, first, it depends on what the business is. That's fair. Second off, it depends on, like, what kind of, what are they selling? Like, okay. If it's, off that. Like, if you get, say, uh, Say you run, like, okay, we'll use your retail business, for example. Uh, say you got somebody that wants a ceramic coat. The average price, say, for a... Probably, we'll say 800 about, about eight, Yeah, about 800 mm -hmm. Now, if your homie asks... You may do it for like six fifty. Yeah. So if this person comes up and they talk about, well, say they want a discount on it, you give them, you know, say it's a random stranger, right? Mm-hmm. Say you feeling them generous with it. Yeah. Give them a little ten percent. Yeah. I think that ain't bad. Yeah. That's eighty bucks. I'm not. I'm not knocking that. But at the same time, give a motherfucker an inch, they take a mile. So, if you say, yeah, I'll hook it up on the price a little bit, they going to come to you talking about some, all right, I got, I got five bills for you. That's just like, 
five bills. Like I said, I was gonna hook it up on the price. I didn't say I was gonna take half off. Damn near. <laughs> like that's crazy. Oh yeah. So I'm like, you know. But also, I tell folks all the time, like, one, I don't really give out discounts like that, like just to random people, because I give them out all throughout the year, pretty frequently. Right. Yeah. So it's like see, if you catch that. it, you catch it. But if you don't, hey, it was there. I put it out in the open, so it's your fault you wasted it. Right. And yeah. I get it. I get it. Damn Life man. happens. I totally get that. But that's why I do it so frequently. Well, then that, and then you got other businesses like Sadie's sneaker boutiques. Mm-hmm. They don't really give discounts. Oh yeah. And they be trying to they be cracking niggas' heads on prices. And it's just like, come on now, like. But thing you know, is, though, like they, that they, business is a little different because you can negotiate. Uh, it depends. It depends on I've, I've negotiated oh, with yeah. a couple of these guys before. Like, it, hey. Now, granted, I wasn't gonna buy the stick because it, it was a shoe I didn't even want. But they did have something in there that I did want. Oh yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna see what they negotiation tactics are. Before I try to negotiate on the shit that I actually want. Oh, yeah. Because if I pull up the shit that I want and they give me an answer that I don't like, I might be liable to choke a nigga. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? That's I'm not. <laughs> I'm just messing around. But nah, but I, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and, and see what they, you know, try to feel them out a little bit. Like what kind of negotiation oh, yeah. tactics do they use? How much do they throw at you off at one time? What kind of, you know, well, we'll do this for you, or we'll take in a trade. What, like, what do they negotiate with? And these cats was real straight up. They was just kind of like, okay, you like that? Okay, that shoe's been sitting in here for a minute. We ain't gonna hold you. Like, it's been in here for, like, a few months. So, if you really want it, we'll give you the shoe for retail. It was brand new. Mm-hmm. And the, I think they had it listed for... Cause the shoe I think was two retail I think was what two two hundred it was either two hundred or two twenty and they had it listed for like four hundred and they were like the shoe's been sitting in here on the shelf for like the last few months like two three months so they were like we'll give it to you for for retail price like if you'll actually buy it we'll give it to you for retail and um, I was like all right so they they willing to play. So then I'm like, mm, well, I do like this over here. And I picked up another shoe. This was the one that I actually wanted. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was now, what the shoe was. I can't even fucking remember what it was now. But I picked up that shoe. And then they were just like, same thing. It's been sitting here for a couple months. Um, and they were like, this one is actually pre-owned. Which you couldn't tell. Because, I mean, I took it and looked at it. It looked like it was brand new shoe but they said that it was pre-owned they said it had been they the the guy who bought it in said that he only wore it once and i mean it looked like it no creases no dirt on the bottom i mean they look brand new so he was like we'll give it to you for retail same thing it's been sitting here you know about three oh, months yeah. so no, i it, bought it, it even i, then, I, I um, did buy it uh charles over at legend phoenix you know he cut me a deal on one of my shoes because it was uh, the white nylon Sakai waffles. 
I want to say mine was the LeBron South Beaches. I think it was. Well, he had told me, like, yeah, like, bro, these have been sitting in here for a minute. Like, I'm honestly just trying to move them. Like, I'll, I'll take a hundred off. I'm like, okay, bet. Cool, cool. But here's the thing. I've never asked that dude for a discount. I never really planned to because, A, me and him are boys, and I understand business is business. But even then, like, you know, he's talking about getting some work done for me. Of course I'm going to hook him up. He's hooked me up, you know. He's about to use his store to film at. He's hooked me up with some shoes. Like, come on now. It's the right thing to do. But my point is I can understand it more because I own a business. That's why I don't like to ask for discounts. If you give them to me, of course I'm going to take them. I'd be foolish not to. I mean, I don't necessarily... Like, when I was negotiating with Cat, I mean, I wasn't really asking for discounts. I was just kind of haggling with him on the price. Yeah, of, of course. There's nothing yeah. wrong with haggling. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm really not haggling. Like, I, mean, I, I mean, if I you do it with... I don't roll up into one of these resale stores and talk about some, uh, like... Since this is this or whatever, can I get this discount? You know, I never do that. I mean, being a veteran, you know, we go to fucking Foot Locker, Champs, all of these. They give you military discount in all of these. Oh stores. yeah. So I'm like, but it, it's that's like different. You know, I this is one that still gets on my nerves. People, you'll tell they'll ask for a price, you give it to them. They don't yeah. like it. Well, no. They'll hit you with, well, I got this guy that's going to do it for $10 cheaper. Can you match that? I'm like, no. Go <laughs> to that guy. Then. It's a negotiation tactic. I mean, of course, when it comes to small business, especially like service businesses, like what you do, oh, yeah. they're always going to be like, oh, well, I've I seen a guy post up something. Hey, look, that's fine and dandy, cheaper. but cheap work ain't good work and good work ain't cheap that's not always true though oh yeah i agree it's not always I mean, true <laughs> i'm there, fairly there, cheap there, there are some cats out oh here yeah do shit for I'll, I'll tell really you good. i'm fairly cheap for my field like i'm actually fairly cheap but thing is though you're still paying a competitive price and i'm good at what i do i mean they give you some out here oh yeah you know yeah I'm not saying there, they are. There, there be some out here that oh, do, yeah. do some real shit for the low. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, but those people are, you know, those are very far and few. Oh, yeah, but they yeah, is, though. It's like, don't don't get mad at me for giving you a price. And then you go to the cheaper option. The cheaper option isn't good work. And then you try to come back to me. Ask you, well, can you still give me that same price? No, I'm charging you more for being stupid. I mean, I would never tell you that I went somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> hey, look. I would just be like, yo, man, I'm trying to get this done, bro. Like, hey, like, don't tell me you went somewhere else. Like, then. if the price still this, bet. Got you. Yep. Hey, look. I wouldn't tell you shit. Yep. So, about you being a hater, what's up? Man, listen. So, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is it. We've been talking about it. Uh, I've been talking about it with quite a few people. Okay. And, uh, you know, because it's a big topic right now. Okay. Everybody's talking about the whole, uh, oh, man, Drake uh, Drake bought Pharrell's old chains and 
he's wearing them in his latest video and stuff. And everybody's like, oh man, that's that like that's like the biggest flex ever. And I'm just like, is it is it I've asked the question different ways to different people. And it's just like I asked, you know, hey, to some I asked, is that is is that supposed to be a flex that he did that? And then the other people I would ask, is it really a flex that he bought his old jewelry? Like, and if it is a flex, like how? How is it a flex? And you know, you get different answers from different people. You know, some people get caught up in, oh, you know, it's Pharrell's old jewelry and you know, his old jewelry, those are art pieces and all of this stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, I get, I understand let me that. just say this since we're going to be talking about, you know, trends. Hey, um, Drake is a trender. Let's just be honest about it. Um, I hate that he gets put on this pedestal where everybody just basically worships this dude like he's a god. That's weird to me, but aside from that, it is what it is. Now, him buying Pharrell's old jewelry, um, could you say it's a flex? Sure, but am I, I supposed I to well, hang on? Hang, hang on, though. Hang on, though. Am I impressed by it? No. <laughs> now I know some are gonna ask. Well, who are you? Why does anybody have to impress you? You don't. You don't need it. I'm nobody. But if you ask me, am I impressed by it? I'm going to tell you no. Because it's like, bro, like, the one, him getting that commercial jet for free is more of a flex, in my opinion, and I'm more impressed by that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, him being, up, being <laughs> able to buy the houses that he buys, that's more impressive. Yeah, like the house on the Tootsie, the Tootsie Slide video. Yeah, like that's that, that house, that's a flicks. Yeah. That's a crazy fucking but house. But it, it just boils down <laughs> to, uh, like, mindset. Because, like, <sighs> jewelry, now, like, yes, it, it you could consider jewelry an art piece. I mean, I give them the art piece. Yeah, but let's be real here. Like, there's a reason why guys like Jay and then... Like, they tell these younger rappers, like, it, 21 Savage talked about it, like, when he was having a talk with Jay, like, he told him, go buy art, because art, like, that first century art and all that, that's way more valuable, like, versus jewelry, like, it, these rappers' jewelry, like, bro, there's so many chains that these dudes make. Well, that's the thing, like, you you probably don't really remember a lot from that era, you know, because you were really young. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, you know, he 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 was a trendsetter, man. Oh yeah, like, come Pharrell, on now. Pharrell had. Oh, like, if you, you know, if you even listen to hip hop, one of the biggest like influencers in hip hop is Pharrell. Well, well hip hop and fashion, one hundred percent. Yeah, so and, you, you know, you'd be a fool not to know that. Pharrell, Pharrell had like you know the skateboard keychain and mm-hmm. shit. And nope. Nobody was wearing skateboard chains. Oh yeah, because back then, I mean, it was that was rare that oh, yeah. hip hop was in the skateboarding. Yeah. So yeah, but it, it's like he, he he had it was it was something different. Yeah. So that and then he did his his uh his era specific shit, like he had that the gold plated uh. 
T-Mobile sidekick bone. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the big giant links with the different colors and stuff. With the, Honestly, with the though, nerd charm. I, you know, it was, the it reason was why I then. don't see it as a flex is because it's like, well, we've seen the change already. We've seen them on him. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like just kind of like Drake to get it, and Drake has almost infinite amount of money. So it's like Drake, Drake getting it. I thought it was like, yo, it's cool, but it's like it's cool for him to show them to this this new generation yeah. because they haven't seen it. Yeah, but to people like me that were around when Pharrell was wearing them, it's just kind of like, like it, it, it would be like me going to. Uh, Allen Iverson, because Allen Iverson wears the same size shoe as me. Yeah. And we're roughly the same size. So, say I run into AI. AI is from where I'm from. Hey, man. Uh, I know you got some exclusive PE shit that, you know, oh, you know what? We'll keep it jewelry. That nigga AI is responsible for the ice age in the NBA. He was the first person in the NBA that was rocking a whole bunch of iced out jewelry, like looking like a rapper in the league. Yep. So I could go to AI and be like, yo, let me get a couple of your chains. And then I come and start rocking them shits. I mean, I'll tell you that's more, that's more of a flag because you're just a regular person. Facts. I'm a regular dude. But say I'm famous. Say that I went and I ended up in the league. And you know they have these events where you get to you get to meet the yeah, the, yeah. The, the legends. And I hey man, I was a big fan of you growing up. Let you still got any of them chains that you was wearing oh, on the covers of the magazine? Even, here's a, here's, and say he let me get one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit would be the well, same even, thing. I, I can't take credit. If we're for talking that. about flexing. I mean, hey, it's not a flex. Well, here's the thing though. Like I can sit here and tell you, like, uh. My Jay Sanders, uh, rookie on the Cardinals, this dude literally FaceTimed me and was asking me, like, help setting up his uh, PT. I can say that's a flex, but is it that big of a deal? No. I mean, but that's, but that's, <laughs> the, but see, that's the other, not what I was getting to. If I bought one of AI's chains or a couple of AI's chains, I'm in the league, right? Yeah. I play in the league. The People of my era that grew up watching AI, seeing me walk around wearing this nigga's old jewelry, like, my niggas back home would clown me for that. It's like, why are you buying this man's old jewelry that he don't even wear no more? It's just like, you could get your own shit. Exactly. It's just like, why are you buying his old jewelry? And, I mean, of course you're going to have your, your haters gonna sit there and say that Allen Iverson's jewelry is not iconic and it's just like bruh how is Allen Iverson's jewelry not iconic like he was the first to do it that like him dressing like that literally created a whole like rule change for a minute it it created a whole generation like it it controversy in the league a generation when I was in high school we all wanted to be AI. Exactly. Like I, I wore my hair in cornrows and had a bandana and fucking wore big ass baggy shit. Like because AI was the, he did that. Like we all wanted to look like him. Yeah. Allen Iverson was the catalyst. 
it's like, yeah, we you know, we stole some shit from like rap rappers and stuff too. Yeah. But Allen Iverson was like a star, but he was more like a he was like one of us. He carried himself like one of us. So we wanted to well, be like him. I, I will <laughs> say just to end off, like this this Cool, Drake, you know, bought it, brought it back, bro. But I'm sorry, it's not really great. That's exactly like, like to, to, I asked a bunch of people. No one thought that I was a hater, except for like a few. But they were all, they all said the same shit we're saying. It's like, dude, he can afford to buy anything he wants. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's not really like a it, flex. I, I really take it as hating. I, I more so take it as you're saying, like, cool. Like it's cool to see, cool. He can yeah, it's that, cool. But he it's brought like, it back. That's I'm, I guess. I, like, I see how you can for especially for kids that grew up in the era. Like okay, me and Drake, we're the same age. We grew up in the same era. We grew up watching the same motherfuckers. So we we all thought the same shit was cool. So it's just kind of like all right, yeah. Seeing him wear it now is like okay, yeah, that's cool. But is it a flex though? No, because he's Drake. He's got all of the connections in the world. He's got all the money in the world. You don't think that he can just walk up and just buy that shit himself? Yeah. Like he could have got, he could have called Jacob the jeweler himself, who made those chains, and said, "Yo, I want a chain like Pharrell had back in the day. Can you make me one?" And I'm pretty sure he could have made Drake a skateboard chain. Instead of saying skateboard P, it could have said Drizzy Drake. And it could have been the same thing. But it would have been his and not Pharrell. But granted, him wearing Pharrell's chain brings a little bit more nostalgia to it because it's the original. It was Pharrell's. So it's like, okay, yeah, I understand that and I get it. That's cool. Not hating on it at all. It's like, do your thing. It's cool to see you bringing... You know, because like some of the guys say, it's art. Like those are, that's an art piece. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's cool to see you wear it now. Granted, you know, it's 20 it was, years man. old. Like I said, it's basically. It's, it's not a flex. It's basically the juice versus the sauce, man. It's it's just like, okay, yeah, you got it. I Like we said earlier, that big ass house that he got in Canada, that's a flex. Because that's a crazy fucking house. Yeah. So, Plain flex. Yeah. Got you. The jewelry, not so much. You a rapper, dog. All of y'all niggas got chains. <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's, it's just like, it it's, is it's, what it's, it it's is, cool. bro. It is what it is. Uh, so, But you said he's a trainer. Oh, yeah. He so is. it's just like about... And, you know, here's what I will say about trains. Like, I almost feel like we kind of throw... Well, actually, I wouldn't even say we. I'd say just the, the younger generation now kind of throws it out there a little too much that word because it's like what is really considered a trend see and then okay i i look at a trend like this a trend is something that comes and goes and it's like once it's gone people forget about it yeah i mean yeah i do believe things do come back around sure they do come back around but some some things never fully leave yeah prime example i'll bring up Fitted hats. Yep. Fitted hats, like me personally, I've been wearing fitted hats since 98. Now, there was a time, I'd say about 10 years ago, when fitted hats 
were not really a thing. Like, yeah, they were still in stores and mm-hmm. there were still people wearing them, but the snapback hats kind of took over. Like, oh, yeah. that was what everyone... Oh, yeah, that's you know? all snapbacks and tattoos. Right, snapbacks the, and exactly. Tattoos. The snapbacks were the thing. Yeah. Now, did, did fitted hats ever truly go all the way away? No, they didn't. No, they never died, but they weren't the main thing anymore. But then, fast forward to, what was it, like maybe 2019, 2020, 2021-ish, when oh, they yeah. started bringing back the uh, the fitted hats with the side patches and the, the watermelon oh, colorways and all that crazy. Trendy. It became trendy. It's or like everybody yet. was doing that. That's being dunks. Became trendy because yeah, there was a point trendy, right? nobody was wearing that. No one dunks. was wearing dunks, period, for yeah. years. And now all of a sudden it's like that's the craze now. Everybody wants to wear dunks. Yep. If it but like Heck, it, there's a lot of trend in uh car culture. Like all of a sudden it, there was one point everybody was trying to be a car guy, car girl. Hey, they almost still are still to this very day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like that and the things that people do with their cars. Yeah. Like, uh, you remember back in the, back in the Fast and the Furious era, it was like everybody had body kits, yep. wheels, and every graphics mm-hmm. on their cars. Then it was like you transitioned from that into like the, uh, well, we'll say this. The, during the Fast and the Furious era, the JDM scene was popping. Oh, yeah. But it was a small group of us that really fucked with it like that. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I've never been big on having a shitload of graphics on my car. Oh, yeah, same. Like, I was never big on that. The body kit thing, yeah, some of them were cool. Yeah. I did like some of them, but the graphics was just too much. Yeah. Now, the clean, simple JDM look, I always liked. And it wasn't super mainstream during the Fast and the Furious era, but people were doing it. Especially because, you you know, we've talked about this. Like, I... Used to watch a lot of uh, option auto videos, mm-hmm. high version, you know, all of those like JDM specific videos that showed what was going on over there that we didn't see mainstream here yet. So I saw a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of people didn't see yet. And then fast forward maybe a few years to about 04, 05, 06. Yeah. The JDM scene is the biggest shit out now. Now that's the, the main thing. That's the trend now. Everybody wants JDM front ends on their Integras and nobody's doing body kits and graphics anymore. Everybody is doing simple, clean, front lip, uh, you know, maybe some side skirts and a rear lip, like a full OEM-ish lip kit with some clean wheels, lowered, and it's simple. And Everything now, is simple. But it's fast forward to nowadays. Everybody trying to get in the Hellcat Scat Pack. Like, oh god. I I think that the the trend really. Beca- I won't say it, it was a trend. I think that a lot of people kind of evolved with the scene. Yeah. Because you got to think when I was coming up, like in my teenage years import cars were what everybody wanted to fuck with. Mm-hmm. That was import cars were the thing. You know, domestic cars were not really being pushed like that. And that and you know, back then, all of the cool shit, we couldn't afford it. You know, the Z06 C5 was the new hot shit back then and that was like 50 grand. Like we couldn't afford that shit. So it was, you know, it was different. But fast forward to now, 
the import scene is dead. Like, there really is no import car out there that people are really like, oh, I want to get this and I want to do something. I don't know, man. Like, Unless you, you see, want like a GTR, but you see people, people try. That. You see people trying to bring back. Like I saw a TikTok the other day. This cat tried to claim we're in the second coming of like that JDM. Like we're not. Yeah, we're not because markups. JDM everything's already too expensive. Facts. JDM cars in our era that we. Well, we'll look at this golden age JDM shit, which is for people who don't know cars. The golden age for import cars was the 90s, hands down. Oh, yeah. The 90s had the greatest import cars, especially from Japan. Greatest cars that they ever made were made in the 90s. And if you look at back then, yeah, did they have expensive shit? Sure. I mean, the Mark IV Super brand new was like 40 to 45 grand. Um, That was a lot of money in 93. Yeah. It's a lot of money. You know, and then you had the Nissan Z, the the twin turbo three hundred ZX. Mm-hmm. Those were like thirty five grand, brand new. Oh, the, shit was so annoying. <laughs> the RX seven FD, those were like thirty five grand. <sighs> you know, everything that was considered top shelf was like you know in the mid thirties to low forties. So I mean, it was you had your expensive stuff, but back then stuff uh, it depreciated a lot quicker. You know, because you could get cars like that were probably about three or four years old, you could actually get for a fairly affordable price. Nowadays, I mean, you, you there isn't really anything that's, you know, within the last 10 years in the import game that's worth owning. Unless you get like a GTR and those are still, you know, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 even for a year. Yeah. So it's like you, there isn't really anything in the import scene now that people want to latch on to and then I you, mean there's almost a you, it, whether it's muscle or import it's like no the muscle cars got it you think so at 100% there's more of them that is they're cheaper I mean well, hang on, on. Let, let, real let's real let, muscle let's cars. be real hey, hang on real we, muscle cars real muscle yeah. we talking a, a Corvette Z06 is cheaper than a damn GTR it's got yeah. just as much, if not more, potential. That is true. You know, it's it you true. can do just as much with it. I mean, there is plenty of them that here in Phoenix, yeah. rolling around with four-digit horsepower numbers on the street. We know a few of them. Yeah. So it's like people can buy that. Yeah. They're not as hard to work on. They're cheaper to fix when they break. And I mean, this has been this way since the what the late two thousands. Like. Yeah. The U.S. market has been, you know, they did take that buyout, but except for Ford, of course, but they still were able to make cars that people could buy, you know, because the only thing we had in the early 2010 era was what the Evo 10 and the STI. That was it, you know. Uh, (laughs) Still, I'm probably never switching over fully to American Muscle. I mean, American Muscle. I'm definitely not buying a V6 (laughs) Muscle car. Yeah, no, that's not it. If you're gonna spend you that, you might as well just not go JD, just buy something Japanese. If you want something with a six cylinder in it, buy a Japanese car. Yeah. Like, don't don't waste your money on an American car with a V6. But it's like you look at how everything breaks down, and you're like, okay, is your boy says second coming of the JDM era. 
out. Exactly. Everything's like, too expensive. No one's paying a hundred thousand dollars for a fucking new Z. No one's doing Why are you paying a hundred K for well some people have paid a hundred K for that new type walker? I'm not doing that. I mean the trends in the car world I look at like right now everybody everybody wants to have something that's turnkey fast. Which is why you basically have an arms race with yeah. horsepower. Like everyone's just like, what's the fastest shit now, you can put out? Church trends and like sneakers and fashion. That one's kind of like the trends in sneakers and fashion to me is like a big circle because it's like the shit that people are doing now that they think is cool well, is the same shit been done. we were doing it in '99. Baggy pants, dunks, fitted hats. That was literally what we were wearing in 99, like to a T. And then in the 2000s, the hip-hop era came, and we started wearing a bunch of name brand shit. I mean, we were doing it in the 90s, too, but in the 2000s, it was a lot bigger. You know, you had your, your Nietzsche, Platinum Fubu, you know, all of that shit. Fat Farm, Sean John, Rockaware, all of that. That was the shit to wear in the 2000s, and we were, that, was, that was a thing. And I'm pretty sure all of that shit will come back. Sean John is already coming back. Like, Puff bought it back. And he's already putting stuff out there. Sean John will probably be popping again in another couple of years. Rockaware is gone. I don't think that would... I mean, you can still... It's in store still. It's it's going to be brought back. Someone will probably bring it back. If, if, If Puffy makes Sean John just as popping as it was 20 years ago, somebody will buy Rockaware and do the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's one of those things. And same with, with sneakers. You see this the stuff that like people wear sneaker wise, like dunks. We were talking about dunks. In twenty years ago, SB dunks were like the new guy on the on the block. So everybody that was into skating or knew about skating, we all wanted SB dunks because we thought they were dope. Now mainstream, not really, because it was a very niche shoe. Mm-hmm. So, the skating niche they knew, and you know more like I said before, more mm-hmm. or less. And when you hang out with white kids, the white kids knew. So it was like you know you knew through them or whoever else, but that was it. Does, the niche it, crowd. Well, it just irritates me when I see cats wearing like SB dunks, and I don't even know anything about skateboarding. And I'm not even saying you have to. I mean, it's it's just a little bit of irritation. It's a little weird because it's just like that shoe was such a niche shoe that it's just like if you weren't a part of that niche or know anything about that niche, and and that's not even me saying like if you don't know anything about skateboarding, you shouldn't be wearing them. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I find it a little weird. I mean, it it could be said the same thing how I feel about these young kids. Well, no, no, it's not so much as just. The basketball thing, it's the kids that obsess over OG colorway Jordans one through fourteen, the ones that he actually wore. Oh uh, yeah, and I'm like, they never I'm even like, saw oh, him you play. Have never even seen him play basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I it's like you were born in two thousand one, and you're sitting here talking about you want some OG colorway Jordans that came out in eighty nine. Right. It's like, you what do you even know about, about, about that? that? Like it's like it's like even with me like being my age like the earliest memory I remember of Jordan was probably Wizards Jordan right Wizards Jordan 
and you were and you're how old? Twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, these cats are like 18, 19, and they like, oh, we need them OG black cement Jordan Ford. I'm like, you don't even what know you, anything about that. What do you know about those? I like, mean, it's <laughs> like, hey, I my first pair of Jordans, like, Shit, probably I'm I had when I was a baby. I'm fucking 36, and I wasn't even fucking around for Jordan 4 OGs. <laughs> I was three years old. I'm like, I wasn't even wearing those. So I'm just like, you're 19. What do you know about that shit? No, my first Jordans were the sixes. That was my first Jordan. I was in what first no kindergarten. <laughs> so I'm like, I if anything before that, I mean, yeah, I seen it on people's feet, but I didn't own it. I mean, I didn't really start getting heavy, heavy into Jordans until um yeah, till the sixes. The sixes, you know, that was the first season that I actually watched. Of basketball was his first uh, championship season, uh, and then after that, I'm like, oh man, this guy is crazy. And his shoes, I was big. You know, we had commercials back then. We don't have that shit no more. So you know, niggas ain't seeing shoes on TV with commercials. We ain't doing that no more. Now it's, you know, hit up Google. What does this look like? Oh shit, that's dope. Yeah, we ain't had that in '91. <laughs> so it's it's it was a different time, you know, and. Now it's it's so easy to figure out and find out when what's coming. Oh yeah. So it's it's a little different now because people can find out like three to six, seven, hey, eight months look, ahead. Of I'm, time. I'm gonna just <laughs> end it off with this. Like I I don't really care what you wear, bro. It's your money. I can't tell you how to spend your money. But it, all I say is like, bro, like we just gotta learn the history behind some of this stuff. Like <laughs> that's all. I mean, sure, like if, but don't, don't, don't lean on that for everything. Yeah, that too. You know, it's just like you still have to put your own input. Like if you don't like it, then don't fucking buy it because everyone else likes exactly. it. Exactly. It's like don't, don't follow the fucking sheep, man. It's just like if all your friends think some shit is dope and you don't like it, then dude, say you don't like it. Like don't like something just to fit in. Like that that's the biggest thing too nowadays is everyone's all about every you just wanna fit in in the crowd, you know? I don't know, man. I mean, I'll get get that whole mentality too, but it definitely never will. Yeah, you're always gonna have that yeah, crowd hey, do that. Hey, it is what it is, man. But we gonna get out of here. Uh appreciate y'all for listening. And uh yeah, go Niners. <laughs>